man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Seem to always take all the broken toys. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to tell you uh, right now, I got uh, I got three likelies and three dark horses. Nice. Play to work sports. 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 What up, world? Welcome to Late to Work Sports, where we got no agendas and just raw sports. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? Man, what's up, John? How we doing today? Oh, man, doing pretty good, doing pretty good. It's been, uh, been a pretty good weekend, man, you know. Got to go watch our boy Ben play, and uh, just enjoy some baseball with, with with the people that mean the most man so it's been a good weekend i think what about you yeah man i mean i've, I've been from braves game to braves game to braves game to rome braves game over the weekend <laughs> and uh man just going to watch the games will get you tired out couldn't imagine having to play in all the games i'm sure the jokers are tired oh yeah well we got a uh we got a pretty good show today man a little hockey little football a little basketball, so should be a pretty good show. So, well, if you uh, let's go ahead and start diving right into it, then. All right, man, let's get it. All right, then. So, I guess our first topic, man, will be the uh, the NHL playoffs, and we'll recap how that is going. So, first off, the Florida Panthers did complete the sweep. Uh, and they're crushing everybody in their path right now, man. Uh, they swept the Hurricanes for nothing, right? Every game was decided by one point, though. And the first two games did go to OT. So it wasn't like they were crazy convincing wins. But hey, at the end of the day, a win's a win, right? A sweep's so, a sweep. Exactly. And it looks like in the end, the Panthers just came to play. So I guess my big question to you, Ray Ray, as they sit in the Stanley Cup finals waiting to see uh, who their opponent's going to be is, do you believe the hype or are they just getting lucky coins flipping their way, whatever you want to call it? What's your, what's your thought on the Florida Panthers? Well, at uh, this point, how do you not buy in? Right. I mean, if we're, if we've gone through, we've battled diversity, we've come in, we beat teams in and out. And I mean, I said last time I was pulling for Carolina, but Panthers beat them you know, I got no dog in this whole fight, so why not pull for Panthers? Why not pull for the the hype? I mean, you battle through diversity, it matters, right? Because what were they? They were the lowest seed at one point? They were. Right? They were the uh, lowest seed, the lowest team in the league to make the playoffs, and now they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Hey, sometimes so that's all that matters, man. You can be... I mean, we saw it. They beat They beat the best, right? They be, They're the ones who knocked out Boston. Yeah, since playing Boston, yeah, so. and now remember now, they were on the ropes against Boston. They came back and won it in Game 7 in OT. But since then, man, they have went 8-1. and one. The Maple Leafs are the only one that beat them, and they beat them in Game 4 after being down 3 to nothing and a face yeah, elimination. So, I mean, it's, yeah, so. It's David versus Goliath. I mean, 
David had mm-hmm. just beat Goliath in Boston, and now he's living that high, man. I mean, he's coming into all these other teams, so why not buy into it? I think they have everything going for him. When you're the low seed and you beat that high seed, how do you not? How do you not continue to want to beat everybody and say, "Hey, they said it wasn't our year, but we're going to show them it was after all." The crazy thing is, man, if you look at their run, they opened up game one against Toronto and they beat them four to two, right? Then right. from then out, every game they have played in has been decided by one point. When they lost to Toronto, Toronto beat them two to one. They beat Toronto three to two, three to two, three to two. Oh, and by the way, two of those games were OT. Then they come in and they play Carolina, and again, two games OT, and they won every game by one. So they're not necessarily coming out and just being flashy. But at the end of the day, man, they're finding ways to make it happen and win, and that's all that matters. That's all that so, matters. I mean, if you're coming out it. and get the W, who cares what the score is at the end of the time? If you're hoisting up that trophy, that's all anybody cares about. That's it, man. So, Well, next we got the Golden Knights playing the Dallas Stars. And at one point, man, this just looked like, you know, hey, Dallas, better luck next year. Uh, Vegas, they took the first three games, man. But now two of them were decided again in OT. Game four was, or excuse me, game three for Vegas was a shutout, four to nothing. So at that point, right, you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, yeah, the Knights got it going on, man. Dallas has gave up. It's game over. Go ahead and pencil the 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 Vegas Knights or the Vegas Golden Knights into the uh to the finals, right? Well, game five comes out. Or excuse me, game four comes out. Once again, it's an OT game, but this time Dallas finds a way to keep their season alive. So then we go to game five. Dallas wins four to two. Right now they're playing again, and I mean, hey, if Dallas wins, they're trying to do what the Boston Celtics are trying to do right now: come back down three zero and win the series, and not only that, win the series, but win the series and make it to the finals. So. It's a big thing, man. It's a big deal here. So let me ask you a question. Let me, uh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I should. I should. I, I, I should I, no, you guys gonna say? You it. know, they they're already down three zero. They're they're down three zero right now in the first as well. Dallas is so mm. they got some they got some clawing to do oh, to, oh, to oh. come back. Ouch. I'm just gonna be. I don't see. Uh, I don't see Vegas giving up the four at this point for Dallas to come back to even take the lead. Not counting if, you know, the Golden Knights get a goal here or there. Yeah, I mean, right now you got to have a, your goalie who is allowed three goals in the first period to basically mm-hmm. pitch. I mean, he's going to have to pretty much pitch a shutout or Vegas' yeah. goalie is just going to have to fall apart. Yeah, one of the two is going to have to happen. But at, at this point, if it's going to go this way, Vegas is moving on. There's no hope for the Stars mm-hmm. if they're not going to get it fixed. You know, that's bad when you're having to hope more that the other team falls apart over your guy getting fixed or doing better. Yeah. Well, then... Well, that's, uh, that's got to be the hope, right? I mean, that's got to be the hope, dude, is you think that you can somehow come back. But, I mean, that Vegas comes out and just goalie. smacks you. I mean... <laughs> we just we uh, just swap old boy in the second period and go, you're out, you, dog. You're done. Are you against it? I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm no, not against point, what's that. What's the matter? It's, it's, it's winter go home. Exactly. My next Something's goalie can't happen. do any worse. What's he going to do, it's give the, up three more? It's the old Jalen Hurts and 
And Tua. Tua Tagalo. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tua coming in me and replacing. Immediate mess up. <laughs> I just don't even try to say it, man. I always get tongue tied. <laughs> but, you know, Tua came in and replaced Jalen Hurts, and then bam, Georgia loses. But What's Georgia at that point were, uh, was just it, having their way. You had to do something, and that was it. Well, if it works, you look like a genius. If it doesn't work, what's it matter? Yeah. How are you going right to get mad at him? The result is your goalie's already gave up. This goalie's already gave up three. Your next goalie can give up three or four. It makes no difference. Your starter already has put you in this position. Exactly. So, so the, it's let a me ask golden question, area man. for the coach. Let me ask you a question, Ray Ray. Who do you have winning it all, right? Between Florida and then facing either Dallas or Vegas, for argument's sake, we're, I'm assuming right now you and I are both thinking Vegas is going to make it. Who do you got winning it, man? So it, it still goes back to you like to see the expansion teams winning, but Vegas has already put one under their belt, right? Within yeah, a few they, years. Yeah, they made the a couple years yeah. in the league. They made the Stanley Cup finals already once. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and Panthers haven't gone, and it's been how long since, like, Ooh, was it the. The 90s or something it's like that? It's been 20, so long, 30 years, I think, is last time I seen it. I, I, I can't remember. It was, when I looked at it, I was like, wow, it's been a minute. Yeah, so to me, it's one of those things where uh, I really don't, I really wouldn't mind either way, right? Because you have one team who's, it's definitely been a minute, and they've been fighting and scratching and, and trying to get back to it and win it, you know, but on the other end... You have the the guys who haven't been here that long as a franchise fighting and playing for it. So it's really hard to say what way for it to go. You can't really, I don't think you can be mad either way as someone who's not a fan of either team. Mm-hmm. But as someone with the dog in the fight, or, or if, uh, without the dog in the fight, being a Falcons fan, I know what it's like to be a franchise for a while and not have the win. So for the sake of Panthers fans, I would pull for them. In, in hopes that the Panthers win so that way they can go without that drought. And also, I guess you could say as a Bulldog fan, I know what it's like to go in that drought. So at a yeah, time, well, it's it's due time. I think it's due time I, for the Panthers. I will say the Bulldogs had a way bigger drought as far as in-between championships. Not appearances, but in-between championships than the Panthers have. So yeah. to answer your question earlier, 1996 was the last time the Panthers made it. And they lost to the Colorado Avalanche last year's uh, last year's Stanley Cup winners. So obviously mm-hmm. this year is the first time they made it. So that's was that twenty seven years. Yeah, and then it says they've only yeah. qualified seven times in that, and they didn't have a win. They did not win a playoff series until two thousand two. Yeah, so, so so going off of just that alone, I'm I'm pulling for the Panthers. So my heart says Vegas, right? But my mind says Florida because Florida's just finding ways to win. I personally want to see Vegas win it all, man. Because I mean, it's the expansion I'm sure team. you don't want to see that in-state. Well, then you don't want that in-state you know, other there's, team to, to win, I'm sure. There's a lot of hatred between Tampa Bay and the Panthers. You know what just, I mean? Just I mean, for Lightning me, and Panthers you know, don't, don't really care for each other. Just for me, I don't mind seeing that expansion team have to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, it's um I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play with my heart with this one and I'm gonna say Vegas wins it mm-hmm. and they win it four to two. 
Yeah, I just don't. I don't think the Panthers can get swept at this point. And if they did, it'd be ridiculous for them to not put up a fight in general, considering the fight they've been putting up. Yeah, exactly. So, well, we'll see how this one plays out. We may, uh, we may, before we publish this episode, there may be a uh, Stanley Cup matchup already in the works. So, yeah. Well, let's roll into the uh, NBA playoffs here, and we'll kick it over to our, uh, to our boy Austin and let him give us the recap and how we're sitting. So, hey, Austin, you got it, man. What's up, guys? I've got a lot of awesome games to talk about as well as some crazy stats, so let's get straight into it. Last week, we talked about the first three games of both conference final series when the Nuggets were up 3-0 and the Heat were also up 3-0. This week, I'll be talking about how each of those series are going and giving out some of my own bold predictions. To quickly finish up on the Nuggets and Lakers series, Game 4 was a very exciting game as the Lakers go up big at half, making me think that, okay, maybe they have a chance in this one, but the Nuggets slowly strip that lead away from them, and the Nuggets complete the sweep on LeBron and the Lakers. LeBron put on a performance tonight with a 40-point double-double, and AD gets up 14 rebounds and 21 points as well. And for the Nuggets, Jokic again gets another triple-double, now passing Russell Westbrook for all-time triple-doubles in the playoffs. Jokic had 30 points, 14 rebounds, and 13 assists. Murray put up 25 points, and Gordon gets 22 points as well. After the game, LeBron was questioned about his future, and he responded with what a lot of critics took as him maybe retiring. But I think he'll at least ride out another year with the Lakers, and I believe he wants to play with Bronny in the NBA. Maybe not on the same team with him, because that seems very, very unlikely, but maybe just to be able to be in the NBA and play even against him is what he would want, I would think. Now for the Heat and Celtics series, the Heat went up 3-0 to zero, and before game 4, Brown and Smart were quoted saying, don't let us get one or don't let us win tonight. And well, they were right on that. Game 4 was taken by the Celtics in a big 17-point win, with Tatum having a huge night with 13 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 assists. Butler also gets 29 points and a 9 rebounds, 5 assists on the other side of the court. Game 5, the Heat couldn't stop the Celtics and also had to turn the ball over 16 times, which gave the Celtics a win. The Heat's biggest score tonight was Robinson with 18 points and 9 assists. The Celtics' offenses what really won them this game. Derek White and Marcus Smart had a combined 47 points, as well as Tatum and Brown having a combined 42 points, and with Tatum also having 8 rebounds and 11 assists. Now, Game 6 was a big, big game, one for the books, and it was an awesome game. If you didn't watch it, man, you missed a good one. The Heat... Again, had plenty of turnovers with 12 and this one, which was seven more than the Celtics had. And the offense from both teams was an awesome, awesome game. Tatum had 31 points, 12 rebounds, and five assists. Smart had 21 points, and Brown put up 26 points and 10 rebounds. The Heat seemed like they wanted only three people on rebound duty tonight, and that was Butler, Martin, and Bam. Butler put up 24 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. Martin put up 21 points, 15 rebounds, and Manhattan. Bam had 11 points and 13 rebounds. Robinson also comes off the bench to hit some big threes. Now, watching this game come down to Loire was crazy. Sitting there with some seconds left on the clock, Jimmy gets fouled on the three-point line and gets three free throws, put them up one point. Then three seconds left on the clock, Celtics inbound the ball, Smart takes a risky three, misses, but White gets a quick rebound and puts it back up with just enough time to get it off and win the game for the Celtics. This being the only fourth team in NBA history to even go to a game seven after being down 3-0 in the series. And tonight, I'm so ready for game seven. 
going to be awesome and exhilarating. Ready to watch it. Now, for some of my bold predictions for tonight, I have the Heat. They're going to win in an overtime game to play the Nuggets in the finals. And the Nuggets will defeat the Heat in game six of the NBA finals. All right, that's going to be it for me, guys. I'll see you guys next week. All right, Austin. Hey, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, man, as always. So, well, Austin pretty much covered it all um, for what we're going to talk about. But I just, I didn't really got much to say about the Nuggets, obviously, because like I said, I mean, there's not much to no, say. No, I mean, that was, that was just over as soon as it began. Yeah, so we'll just go ahead and break down the heat, man. Let's just roll right into it. So right now, the series is tied 3-3. And mm-hmm. uh, pretty much tonight, man, decides it all. So it, it's been... Yeah, it's winner go home, both teams now. Yeah, your season's one game. It's been different, though. It's been weird, man. The first three games were were one way, all the way. The next three games were a different way, all the way. So I had to look at some stats, man, because I've been sitting there wondering, like, you know, what's going on? Are the Celtics... This good is, you know, because Miami won three. Do they just not play? And I started breaking down the stats because, you know, I'm a stat guy, man. I like me some numbers. And uh, based off the stats, man, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the Celtics, on average in the first three games and on average in the second three games, really are not playing much different. So in the first game, field goal percentage of 46.2. And in the second ones, uh, 48.5. The first three, 29.8 at the three-point, 33.7 at the three-point. Offensive rebounds, 12 to 10.3. Defensive rebounds, 30 to 30.7. Turnovers, 15 to 10.3. The only category you could really look to say they've really made a big change in there, me personally, would be where you could say, well, they they average, you know, almost five less turnovers a game. That's big, and that is. But here's where Miami, to me, is just falling apart, man. Same stats now. They'll go up percentage in the first three games. 52.2. The second three, 43.5. Almost a 10% drop. 3%, 56.8. The next three games, 36.9. 19.9% drop. Offensive rebounds did go up. They almost doubled. 6.3 to, to 13 uh, excuse me, they did double. Um, defensive rebounds slightly went down, 32 to 29.3. But, you know, not a big deal because your offensive shot up. That's second chance points. Their turnovers went slightly up, 10.3 to 12. So, to me, Ray Ray, right, with all that, now that you have and the listeners have all those numbers together, am I crazy to say that the Heat have been two different teams for this series. And the Celtics are the same team they've always been, man. They're playing Celtic ball just the way they always play. Am I crazy to think that, or is that where it's appearing, man? So uh, before I answer that, I I will have to say I laughed all week as uh, it was reversed for us as we thought the Lakers wouldn't want to go out with a sweep, and we thought the Heat would sweep. Uh, So I thought that was funny that we got that totally backwards, and now we sit at game seven. But it is crazy to think that when you look at it, the Heat has for sure been two different teams. And the Celtics, as we have stated throughout all of this, besides this last week, have stayed consistent. And it's like we talked about it. The Celtics consistently stay the Celtics. They'll be fine. 
but if the Heat decides to not be able to play, then here we are, Game 7, right? So I think it's safe to say, man, I mean, is your offensive rebounds doubling a good thing? Yeah, but not when you've dropped 10%. That's why your your other stats have doubled because your making stats have, you know, have gone away. Because if you're making back to 52.2, maybe your your offensive boards don't go back up, right? You don't need those second-chance buckets because you already made them. So sure. I think the, the Heat has more been selling than the Celtics have been doing better because based off of the averages, the Celtics are playing basically the same ball. Mm-hmm. And the Heat has turned into, I guess, the second string. I don't know. I don't know what, what you have to say about that, but the team's just not the same. Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, man, you look at it, the only number that was increased is offensive rebound. Everything else is going the wrong way. So that's not a good look, right? Um, No, I don't want my offensive boards to double when my field goal percentages have gone down because that just means that we're not making what we should. Well, right now, the end of the first period, just uh, first quarter, excuse me, just ended, and it's 22-15 Miami, so that's a good look, but... My question then, Ray Ray, right? Go ahead and give me your take. Can the Heat win it or will Boston make history? So, to dissect uh, that question, because I know that's kind of what we're looking for here. We don't want just a simple, oh, yeah, history's been made. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's easy to say, you know, going back and looking at games, I think this is more of the Heat series to lose than it is Boston series to win. And again, I think we can say that if we go back to your stats. Um, and, and at this rate, it's going to be the Celtics to make history. You know, they'll be the first team. They'll be the one to, what is it, 149? 150 now. Something like that? 150. Now, after LeBron yeah. made it 150. Yeah, so they'll be the one to the 150. And it seems like it's going to be possible because, again, we know what to expect from the Celtics. I think I think that's a fair thing to say. We know what to expect. We know that they're going to be somewhere around forty-eight and a half in field goal percentage and thirty-three and a half and and threes, right? But the Heat's showing us like, hey, we don't know who we're getting, baby. It's mystery, you know. Like, what's behind door number two? We don't know. So I think it's more it's more for the the Celtics to make history tonight. I'm pulling for the Heat for the underdog in this story, just because. It's fun too, right? This is where all the drama's coming from. This is where all the interesting stuff's coming from. But realistically, we're looking at it, man. I think it's for the Celtics. So I think things are going to lean the Celtics tonight. Well, you know, I can't pull against my heat. So you know my answer is going to be 100% biased, period. Even if I didn't think that way, I'm still going to pick that. But I do think that the Heat are going to flip it around. They're going to come back. They're going to play. I mean, we almost seen it a, a freak play at the end of the game cost them last game. After Duncan Robinson, Mr. Mr. Clutch there with the threes, missed two back-to-back that would have sealed it. So that was just a freak scenario that worked in, I mean, worked in Boston's favor, you know what I mean? It's, hey, man, congratulations, y'all got it. Like, it's the whole, it's the whole, you know, uh, David Tyree helmet catch, you know, it's, uh, it's that, that Malcolm Butler jumps the route and intercepts the ball at the goal line to, to sell the Super Bowl. It's them things 
<laughs> yeah, they have you know one or big plays that make who they are. It's the Odell Beckham catch, you know, being being ripped down, defensive pass interference catches the ball with three fingers. It's that type of thing, man, where it's an amazing feat, and that's what cost Miami in game one. I mean, ultimately, it was just an amazing thing, and kudos to the guy. That's that's a that's a great thing to have happen to you. you know what I mean, that's something you always remember. But I honestly think Miami played better last game, I think, than they had been playing as far as the three ball, right? And the three ball is where Miami makes their money. Game, Like I said, in game four, they shot 25%. In game th- uh, six, they shot 39.1%. And then in game, excuse me, in game five, they shot 39.1%. And then in game six, 46.7%. So... At least they're trending back up. They were definitely trending back up, man. Their field goal percentage went down, but their offensive rebounds was the highest in that three-game span. Their defensive rebounds was 30. Their highest was 32. Their turnovers went from 15 and 16 to 5. So they're figuring it out. I think Miami is going to come out, and I win this. Now, here is the issue to me, right? So Miami, I think, like I said, is going to win it. And then they're going to be playing Mm -hmm. the Denver Nuggets. Now, it's going to be a hill of beans. I don't think it matters. I don't think anyone's beating the Nuggets. I'm going to say this, man, and I'll let everybody. I know everybody right now says Denver's got it, hands down. Denver's got it, Denver's got it, Denver's got it. I'm going to tell you, the Nuggets did win both games against the Heat in this regular season. They won the first game by five and the other game by four, or vice versa. I don't know which one was first, but they won by four and five points, right? The Celtics split the series with the Nuggets one-to-one, but... They won by double digits once and then lost by double digits once. So it's anybody's idea how this is going to go. Because it's all about matchups at the end of the day, right? We're the number eight seed. We shouldn't be this far anyways. Boston should not be fighting for their life, you know, the past three games against us. You know, uh, uh, Milwaukee should have mopped the floor with us. It's, It's things like this, man. And and that's the thing, like matchups are everything. So I'm gonna say my Heat make it, and uh, I'm gonna say that my Heat win it. And I'll say it's gonna be Game Seven. We win it. That's. I think uh, Jokic is gonna show why the Nuggets need to retire the number with his name on the back. There's a very good possibility. I just I don't think Miami can come out. I don't think Miami is gonna do what they did to Boston the first three games. Period. No, so. but again, just to watch watch the Heat win would be cool just for the Jimmy Ring thing, just to watch this I'm team who you. shouldn't be there just come in and and just do what they do. Yeah, I mean, a, it'd just be great. Get me a Jimmy Buckets jersey, baby. <laughs> so, well, we'll see, man. Right now Miami's up by 10, so they're finding a way. Jason Tatum's turning the ball over. Everything's going my way. I'm a happy man right now during this podcast. We'll see when it comes out tomorrow. So, yeah, that's what matters. <laughs> well, next man, let's. Editor, uh, you're gonna have that editor's note by yourself and be like, just so you'll know, while editing, I hated doing this part. <laughs> I'll just slip that in when I edit this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that you're gonna get at the part, and you're gonna be like, yeah, baby, yeah, baby, we're going to the chip. It's gonna be one of the two. I know that editor's note's gonna be in there. I'm going to have to put like uh, fireworks explosions in the background. So, <laughs> yeah, you're talking about we could make it there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, 
Well, uh, <laughs> let's roll into some uh, some NFL here, man, before we finally close out and kick it back to some NBA. So, Jimmy G, right? He uh, he had to have secret foot surgery that uh, has just came out, man, which is kind of wild when you think about it. But we'll get to this point, kind of what, what why this is a big topic right now. So, Jimmy was signed by the Raiders in the offseason while the two previous starters for the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr and Jarrett Statham, they both left for free agency. So Jarrett is in uh, is in Denver, their rivals there, and uh, Carr is obviously with the Saints, my rivals. So during contract talk, though, Jimmy signed a waiver instead of taking uh, a physical with the team. So here's here's what this waiver means, man, right? So the Raiders could terminate Garoppolo's contract for any reason related to the waiver, and Jimmy will not be paid any of his $22.5 million base salary for the 2023 season until he passes a physical. The waiver is voided, though, if Garoppolo remains on the Raiders two days after their final game of the 2023 season. So it's one of them things like... They're both taking a chance, right? Because if if Vegas banks on him not getting healthy in time and thinks then they cut him right before they end, then they save the money. But if somehow they allow and he's played at this point all that time for no base salary. But if somehow he gets healthy and it's the exact opposite, he doesn't do well and they decide they're gonna cut him, but he turned on a pass the physical, you gotta pay the man. So for anybody who's wanting a little background of the story real quick right here before you talk about it. So Jimmy Garoppolo had a, a foot injury last year that they previously didn't think needed surgery. And then after the fact, the Raiders signing ball, blah, they did find out it needed surgery. There's no timetable for this man to return. So I guess my first question, Ray Ray, why keep this a secret? Why would you not just be up front? What does it matter if the man needs foot surgery? I guess the Raiders are just uh, tired of looking like failures to their fan base in recent years. I mean, you you get this new quarterback who's got two Super Bowl rings that don't mean a hill of beans because he got them right in the bench. You know, you just did face-off with Derek Carr and got back your same guy. You know, last thing you want to do is like, oh, yeah, he's he's hurt now, too. Hey, guys, um, that quarterback that we got, that's exactly the same. He's hurt. So it's probably one of those where they're like, hey, man, just get better, just come back like it never happened for the fan base. And that that's probably one of the last things they wanted to have in the news, too, with them moving, you know, to the – or not them moving, but with just, just everything going on, you know. You got a new kid coming in town with Oakland. That's the move I'm talking about with A's coming. It's like we don't want this press, too, because everybody hates Oakland's coming in. Everyone's going to hate that Jimmy G's got a hurt foot, and it's just going to make Vegas look even worse. You know, so he's probably got, like, a lot of things moving, and they're just – Probably tired of fan backlash. I could see that. I could see that. Um, that's really the only thing I could, would think is, is they don't want everybody to figure it out. But the thing is, like, yeah. you're going to find this out, man. So uh, yeah. he's not going to be ready for training camp. I mean, they don't even yeah. know when. The Raiders say they're not concerned about when he's going to come back. To, he'll be back in time. But I'm going to tell you right now that the the thought around the league based off of what was put out there is he may not be ready. 
So Yeah, you might as well go ahead and have the uh second string guy running with the ones. Who's the second string? They drafted a dude out of Purdue, I believe it was, but that's what I'm that's saying, okay. man. He, so should it. the Raiders be concerned? Because they got like, nah, no big deal. I don't think you can I don't think you can afford to not be concerned. Am I wrong? At, at this point, I mean you gotta have a winning season, right? I mean you gotta have something good. You gotta make these moves that you made look decent because again you haven't been doing well since let's just face it since john gruden left they haven't been the same team and i mean and what a guy to say you kind of needed considering all his all his stuff right all his he issues had some stuff come out that wasn't so wasn't so uh flattering you know? yeah so, so it's just one of those things where it's like you haven't been good since that guy was there we got to have a up year and that was what 2020 somewhere near the covid season right so we can't afford three or four seasons now down the road having issues. We can't yes. make this big move for Devontae Adams and it'd be the second year of it and we're still having issues. We got to get it figured out. We can't just have all this. We're wasting time. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I can see that. Well, uh, I don't know, man. This is going to be one of the things. I don't know. Jimmy G's got some uh, questionable stuff around him that has happened. Uh, so, I don't know. Man, Miami's lighting it up. They're up by 15, 33 to 18 yeah. right now. Uh, Brian Hoyer, by the way. Is That's the right. Two. They did bring Brian Hoyer, and I do remember that. I forgot all about that. I read that earlier. I don't know why I forgot that. So, All right. Well, let's roll into our other NFL topic here, and that is Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, who on Friday morning got released from the Arizona Cardinals. So, the Cardinals were taught they were trying to find a trade, tra- find a trade, find a trade, but this dude had a massive contract and nobody really wanted to trade. I don't know if the asking price was too high. I'm not sure what it was, man. But there's since been reports that came out that said Hopkins refused to suit up when he was healthy for the Arizona Cardinals. And then earlier in the year, there was also, I would say in the year, in, you know, before the draft. There was articles that came out that said he refused to practice at times last season as well. Now, he has come out and defended himself. Some of it said it was personal matters. You know, it's my life. I got stuff going on, blah, blah. So I don't want to, like, chastise the man because of not being at practice, okay? Personal yeah, life yeah, takes, I definitely don't want to. No, man. Personal life, if, if, if your personal life does not take precedence to a game, to – like, I get it, it's your moneymaker, but come on, man. You got to take care of your family. Your family comes first. You know what I mean? They will be they were here before, mm-hmm. they'll be there after, all that type of stuff. So, right. I don't know, man. My thought here is, and I'll kick the question over to you, was it the right move for the Cardinals to cut ties since they couldn't trade him? I'm going to have to say, if all this stuff came out and all this stuff carries even a little bit of truth to it, right? I think that this is 100% the best move it does suck. You didn't get anything for him, but but you got to get rid of the dude, man. I mean, yeah. at this point, he seems like a cancer, mm-hmm. and maybe he was a cancer. Maybe it was just bad circumstances. But either way, you got to get rid of the guy. You got enough problems with Kyler Murray and them saying he's not reading the playbook and this and that. You don't need this guy in there not coming to practices and not wanting to suit up if he's healthy. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't disagree. You know, At the end of the day, we've talked about it. It's a business from their standpoint. They can do what they want to. There's no loyalty, right? And there shouldn't be from a business's standpoint because when you start getting loyalty to these guys, that's when you make stupid decisions and not what's best for the franchise. 
you know, now it's like, what's best for D-Hop? Well, at the end of the day, it's not what's best for D-Hop, but at the end of the day, it's what's best for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it looks like that's cutting ties, because if you're going to be a diva, if you're going to be, you know, high-strung, you're going to be doing all this stuff, and you want to make it about yourself, well, it's it's football. It's a team. You're not, you know, you're not Jerry Rice. You're not better than Jerry Rice. You're not better than Randy Moss. You're not the best thing to ever exist. I guarantee you there will be better receivers after you. We will find somebody to replace you. So I don't want you anymore. You know, that I don't know who you think you are, but you're not him. So if all that comes to light, that's it's true. Yeah, get rid of you. I don't need you. I don't want you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, it, it's just as simple as that. And if you can't trade him, you might as well go ahead and make the roster space now. Yeah, I agree. Well, then, uh, then let me ask you the next question, right? The, the obvious question that is on everybody's mind where does he go? So I think it's one of those things where GMs are definitely talking. Mm-hmm. Everyone definitely was like, wow, how did that happen? There's going to be friends in the organization. So when you take a step back and you think about deeper than what we actually get to see, yep. how many phone calls are actually going to the Cardinals organization? You know, I'm going to tell you a lot because I've watched where I've watched interview, not interviews, but like documentaries on coaches like, uh, like Bill Belichick. And he would be talking to multiple people in multiple organizations on any given day. Yeah, I'm sure multiple people are, they realize it's a game too. You know, like I don't have to hate you because you're on a different team, you know, and it's kind of one of those things. There's probably friends that want to see friends succeed. You know, like we can throw it back to, I'm sure the Manning brothers like to watch each other succeed, you know? So there's probably no different with this. So, there's no telling how many guys are calling, hey, Cardinals, why'd y'all cut D-Hop? Like, what's what's going on with them? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's like that? That's what's going on? Oh, I don't want that. And I think we've seen in recent time, these teams don't want issues. I just want a guy who's going to go out and who's going to play football. You know, you have your personal life. You have your time in the off season, But when it is time to work, I am paying you to work. I am paying you to come do what you need to. Now, going off what you said with everybody's got family stuff, I'm sure they got sick days. I'm sure they got stuff going on. And I'm sure if you explained what was going on, the organization is going to go, hey, man, take you a day or two, but you're healthy and you are at practice and you're refusing to practice, that's going around too. So you know everybody's calling and talking about it. So I think it's going to be real hard for him to find a team. But there's always somebody, right? We got 31 mm-hmm. other teams. He'll go to somebody. But I think majority of GMs are going to be talking. Uh, so I, I couldn't tell you where he's going to go. Maybe the Browns, because they seem to always take all the broken toys. Oh my god! Well, I'm going to tell you uh, right now. I got uh, I got three likelies and three dark horses. So here's okay. my likely likelies, and here's kind of what either helps them or could put a roadblock in front of them. So. First off, I got the Patriots. There's been talk in the past that he, you know, would want to go play there. Um, I don't know if the quarterback situation is going to kind of talk him out of it, but there's that one. Uh, The big issue here is him and Bill O'Brien, who was the coach for the Texans when he played there, they got a rough past. And now, if I'm correct, Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. So they would definitely have to settle those differences. Mm. That's gonna have to be well, he's said. Gonna know his, he's gonna know his work ethic and everything. That too, uh, and and you know that's not gonna fly with the uh, with with Bill Belichick. So but no. Next you got that man cares about that ethic. Yep. Next you got the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's the issue with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
he would have to probably take a pay cut or they would have to be some restructuring and signing of some players to long-term deals that they necessarily haven't been willing to sign to long-term deals up to this point. So, so I don't. So, so with that news, I don't know if you've seen though where Patrick Mahomes has stated he is now prioritizing rings, rings over and the wins. money or rings and legacy. Excuse me, over money. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, that's easy money. to say when you're going to get paid half a billion dollars. Yeah, so he's going to take a pay cut, I'm sure, because he's made some money already. Yeah, and he's got sponsors and everything else. So. Oh, yeah, he's he's probably making well over the $100 million, or $100 million, good grief, the half a million mark when it's all said and done with all the sponsors and everything in this 10-year time period. You mean half a billion? Oh, yeah, no, that too, good grief. I'm back, hello. <laughs> that's, why we got, that's why we got each other. Uh, don't worry, I got you. Well, yeah. Right now, of dollars. <laughs> right now, here's what seems like the most likely scenario, and that is Mr. D-Hop taking his talents to the frozen state and city of Buffalo, New York there to play with the Buffalo Bills. So in April, Von Miller said he wants nothing more than to be a Buffalo Bill. Hopkins has also said he would love to play with Josh Allen. But again, the Bills will have to restructure deals to open cap space because they're like under, I think it's under $2 million in cap space. So you're going to have to restructure. So You just send, you just send Stephon Diggs somewhere. I don't want to be there anyway. I mean, there's a possibility you send him, but, but you know if you could keep both of them, that's what you want to do. You know that's what you want right, to do. Right, but if I, if I got to choose between a diva who doesn't want to be here and a diva who does want to be here, <laughs> I'm going to pick my diva who does want to be here. Well, that's good. Send Stefan Diggs to uh, Atlanta. Well, uh, I don't want that diva. <laughs> I need, I'll take anybody at this point. I'll take T.O. at 50-something. Hey, he can still play back. He can still ball out. I uh, know. Well, uh, here is my three dark horses, and I don't really have any uh, too much on them, but my dark horses, man, are the Jets, the Ravens, and the Giants for obvious reasons, right? Who doesn't want to go play with the Jets? They have built a, a organization around Aaron Rodgers. So who doesn't want to go play for them right now? The Ravens. Everybody seems to be homies with uh, with Lamar. He's got Odell on the other side of the ball. That would definitely put some fear in defensive coordinators when you have you know both of them on either side. Um, and then of course the Giants. You got Danny Dimes. You got Barkley and. You know, you've got uh, D-Hop out there. I mean, it's a three-headed monster there. So those are my those are my dark horses, but honestly, I see him going to the Bills. So Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Jets make sense for Roger reasons, being like, y'all couldn't complete my laundry list. <laughs> so here's a, here's a new name I'm putting out there. Go get them. <laughs> and then I can see Lamar being like, you know, I've already signed this contract. But I put that one clause in there for a reason. That way I can get out of it if I still want to. So now y'all got to sign D-Hop or we're going to go back to, am I playing for y'all or not? <laughs> oh, man. I, I got nothing to say on the Giants. I mean, who who knows at this point? They're going to probably tell Danny they messed up and he's going to have to take less money. I mean, it's possible. It's possible, but I think yeah, he would even, I think he would be contemplating taking less money if he could. Look, if, if they came studs. to Danny, they're like, hey, man. You know, we've sucked, but now I can give you a competent receiver. You just have to take off $10 million a year. He's going to be like, 
Oh, thank God, someone to throw the ball to. It's going to make him look better, which means he can get a better yep. contract. Yep. So, because, I mean, then he'll be, have a chance to get another one, so. That's right. That's right. Well, let's roll on to uh to our, our another NBA topic we got here. And I don't know if you caught this or not, um, but Scottie Pippen claims MJ was a horrible player before he showed up to the Chicago Bulls. Now, he said this there in an interview, man, he said all kind of other stuff, like, MJ was a horrible player, a horrible teammate, ruined the game of basketball, you name it. So here was his comment that kind of sparked it all, the the big comment that everybody's talking about. So he says, LeBron was the greatest statistical guy to ever play the game of basketball, and there's no comparison to him. None. So does that make him the greatest player to ever play the game? I'll leave that up for debate because I don't believe there's a great player. Because our game is a team game, and one player can't do it. I've seen MJ, Michael Jordan, play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was a he was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He's shooting bad shots. And all of a sudden, we become a team, and we start winning, and everybody forgot who he was. What do you think about that, Rory? Uh, before I go any further, because I'm still kind of... Every time I read it, I'm just like, dude, this guy is so salty and holds so much resentment. What do you what do you think about them comments, man? So coming from one player, I think you can only take it face value, right? It can't be... If you look too deep into it, then it's too much, right? It'd be like you and I could have a falling out, and I could go and be like, man, John was this, John was that, John was this and that. And, and that could just be my personal opinion, you know, mm-hmm. so it's the same to say. But if you start getting other Bulls players who played with MJ, you know, and it had to be enough. It can't just be like two or three and then find out they're real close with Scotty still. Because, you know, that, that mentality can bleed over to your buddies. Mm-hmm. But like if Dennis Rodman came out and goes, oh, yeah, no, he sucked. Oh, yeah, no, he was a terrible person. Oh, yeah, no, he really wasn't all that. If they didn't bring me on to get these boards, you know, because that's all he could do. But when you average, what, 20-plus a game, that's all you need to do. You know, so if it comes out, like, all these people start saying it, and then if your coach is like, oh, yeah, no, he was this and that, it it would make sense, and it would hold more validity. But but one man saying it, you just seem salty. Now, the greatest player thing, that's an opinion, right? That's mm-hmm. fair. That's a fair. You can leave it up to debate. Yeah. But just hating on the man to hate on the man is honestly what this sounds like. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I'm not going to break down any stats, right, because... I don't feel like there's a need to break down stats, but I think yeah. Pippen honestly just holds a lot of resentment towards MJ. They said that you know he had issues with the last dance and this and that. Um, I mean, I'm sure he felt like less of a player because he had to live in MJ's shadow. Now, I'm not going to fault mm-hmm. Scotty for that, right? Because I'm sure that's hard to do, man. To yeah. Scotty was a good player. To be that good of a player, but know that you live in somebody's shadow the whole time. Sometimes just how you sell yourself. Yeah, you know. Um, but I'm not going to take away what, what Pippen brought to the table, but let's not pretend that that arguably the greatest player to ever play the game, right, that a lot of people say is the greatest player to, to ever play the game, is horrible. I mean, that is a, an, a lot of the old heads do. Yeah, that's an insane take insane mm-hmm. man you can't even try to adjust that right granted he was young before uh before pippen got there so he's still developing man 
You know, I I don't expect there's not too many times players come in and just dominating. That's like saying, you know, how come Jokic didn't come in and dominate as soon as he got here? How come how it's come how come he didn't win MVP, you know, within year one? How come mm-hmm. how come Kobe wasn't out there just destroying people and winning winning rings, you know, two years into it? Like it takes time, man. You have to build talent. You got to get the speed. You're playing better competition. You name it. It's just a stupid thing. It just shows that Scottie Pippen is salty. Scottie Pippen What's has the cream of the crop. Yeah, he has an issue with it, and it's like mm-hmm. I don't know what you and MJ's beefs are, but you look like Isaiah Thomas doing the same thing. Isaiah Thomas and and Michael Jordan hate each other, and Isaiah Thomas has come out and it said just because of the way that Jordan treated him. So at this point, like, it's just, it's just ridiculous, man. Yeah, I mean, it really is. No, was Isaiah Thomas and Jordan ever teammates? That that I don't. Know. No, they were never teammates. So Isaiah Thomas so, so, so was part of the go. bad boys. That's, Dennis that's Rodman played with both of them. And, and say, but playing against just only playing against somebody. And if you beat my butt all the time, and we were big rivals the whole time. Yeah, I'd probably say some bad things about you too, because I'm just salty at that mm-hmm. point that you got the best of me. Or or whatever. That's just true rivalry. And if we look back during that time, anyway, that's just how they were back then. You know, like you look at seventies, eighties, nineties basketball. There was no love for one each other out there. You know, I, I've I've seen enough highlights to see that. No, it's just a bunch of cold guys. They were just all cold to each other, except for their teammates. And that was the thing, man. So, I, to say that he ruined the game, he to yeah. me, Jordan brought that game to a whole new level. There was people that never watched mm-hmm. basketball like that that are now lifelong fans because of that. How many people do you know and you meet across the country? Older people, obviously, but across the country they say, I'm a Bulls fan. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, when you think basketball, very few people come to mind, right? And I think that could be for anybody. Mm-hmm. And Jordan's one of them. Kobe's another. And then LeBron and I'll give you Shaq. If I went to someone who has never seen basketball and asked them, do you know any basketball players? I would say one of those four, and there's going to always be a wild card fifth one, right? Yeah. It's not going to be Scottie Pippen. And that's what I'm talking about where it matters, where you sold yourself as a showman. Because some of these guys do it right. Let's just be honest. LeBron's one of them. Sells himself correctly to where when he's done with the NBA, whenever that is, He's got all these deals still. He's got all this money still. And I think that's where the saltiness probably is as well from Pippen, is that MJ sold himself correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, MJ's got a shoe brand that he, will go on forever. He's got a lifelong deal with him. And not only that, I mean, yeah. he's made, if you look at the money he made being in the NBA and the money he makes yearly, he, I think the last stat I looked at, he makes more money yearly mm-hmm. now or his shoe brand or something like that makes more money yearly than he did in his whole NBA career. It's insane, bro. I mean, so I'd be salty too at that point. If it's like, dang, why didn't I market myself that way? And instead of being a hater, why didn't you get on the boat with them and be like, Hey man, how do I brand myself? Like, obviously you're doing it right. Obviously you figured it out. Yep. Yep. So we got one more topic since you brought up LeBron in retiring. So obviously they did get swept by the nuggets. And uh, his son, Bronny, stated that LeBron was thinking of retiring. So he's received more and more injuries over his career, man. It's getting more and more frequent, right? I mean, he's just 
He seems to be getting hurt more and more often now. Um, do you think you don't need that, more and more load management? Yeah. So you know, um, nothing's came out one hundred percent if he's for sure going to retire or not. Right? Uh, he's been posting some cryptic tweets. Do you think the the injuries are starting to weigh on him, man, or do you think maybe just his playoff run just mentally beat him down? And you know, he's just mm-hmm. in his feelings right now, or, or or is he legitimately thinking and backtracking on playing with his son? Now his son's going to go play for USC in college. Is he legitimately thinking about calling it quits? So when you think about it, it it's got to be a mixture of it all. It's not just one thing. If he's in his forties, you know he's hurting. You do anything that physical, you know, regardless if you say, oh, he flops, he does whatever, you're still hitting the ground, you're still doing the stuff, he's still working out, you know, he's in better shape in the past 20 years at 40 years old than you and I, you and I are, right? Well, he's Let's not, just, and then anybody else listening to this and all the haters. He's not quite 40 yet, okay? I know you try to add ears to all of us old people, but he's only 38, okay? Okay, so there you go. He's still got two years before he even hits 40. <laughs> the point being, that, that man's hurting. You know he's got Oh, yeah, 100%. It all adds up. So I think the physicality is that of, is it worth it? Mentally, if I got swept, it's got to be rough. We don't know what it's like, but getting swept, would be like, dang, we couldn't win one? That's got to hurt. That's and then when your, son's, when your son's shipped off to college, but it's also, knowing LeBron, I could see him not four years and not three years, right? I don't think he could hold out that long. I could see him being like, let's see how Bronny does this year at USC. Oh, is he coming to play? Because I really think that man wants to be able to play with his son. He wants to be one of the first, if not the first, NBA duo. That's amazing, though. I mean, I'll give it to him. That's uh, That would be – he's done everything else. That would be yeah. amazing. I'm, I mean, just think about the Griffies and how amazing it would have been. You know, you, you got to – hit back-to-back home runs with your old man. Imagine hitting back-to-back threes with your old man or something, you know, or doing pick and rolls with your dad and the NBA. Yeah, that'd be wild. I mean, I mean that, that alone and just the memories you would create for your children and the memories you would have for yourself to me, and you could speak on it more as being a father, would be worth all the pain and be worth the waiting. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm LeBron, I would be able to deal with the mental... Stuff. Even if I said, you know what, hey, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a couple years off from the league. I'm gonna keep playing, right? But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'm not playing in any games. Like just end of the day, I'm not playing any games. But when I when my son comes back, just know I'm playing. I want to play with him. So yeah, and I think the only the only hurdle there is how do I take a gamble on a twenty or a forty year old man at that point that I hadn't seen play in two years. And maybe that's the argument, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, mm-hmm. to me, to, to me, you bring LeBron. Even if he's like, look, I'll take a small contract because he don't need the money. Yeah. Take a small contract. No. You know what I mean? Take you a small contract, Shoot. and then the knowledge almost, you can bring to the team. At that point, he would almost play for free, just to play with his kid. Yeah, 100. Because 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 like or hate LeBron, you can't argue that he is definitely a good father. Definitely from, a family from what man. you see from yeah. every, from everything you see, he is a family man through and through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that my dad would 100% play for free just to have that option to play with me. I'm going to tell you what, man. I, so I, I've had my I can kid. That. Yeah, I've had my kid come out and watch me play football um, on my last duty station when we were competing. It was actually it was funny. He he missed our first game but got to watch because uh, it was uh, four teams. 
so we competed for a championship and uh he got to come watch me play the championship by the time he got there um and it's the most amazing feeling man to to get out there i didn't think he was going to be out there i line up right didn't see him i'm in the huddle where offense we're running no huddle moving down the field and uh we do a fake i run up the middle right right up the middle i shoot right up the middle and uh the quarterback bootlegs out and he fakes like he's going to run they push in and he literally just like a like a basketball uh you know little little you know uh little hook there just whoop right over the top man drops it in the defenders crash in and I'm wide open in the corner of the end zone caught it poop and obviously I run back over to the ref they checks my flags you know I come over I, you know I'm like you know going nuts with my teammates and I look and on the sideline man is at this point like I think it was 5 or 6 my son and he's going nuts, jumping up and down, screaming for me. And I didn't know that he had watched that whole drive. And that was the most amazing feeling. Because I come over there with the with our ball, because we're now we're off the field, right? I come over the ball, and I give him the ball. And, man, you'd have thought that I just, you know, gave him a million dollars. I mean, I just made his day. So I can only imagine... The, the the way I felt with him just watching me, I can only imagine if I'm lining up, I hit the corner route, you know, and my son, you know, yeah, is the one like, throwing me the ball, dropping it in. Like, man. Yeah. That would be an amazing feeling. And you'd do that for so, free. So I could see LeBron being 100%. the one to do what it takes to still play with this kid who's right there on the cusp of it. It's not like his kid's 16 years old or 15 with a chance of then having to go to college. And there's no who's to say that his son doesn't do one year at USC and someone comes calling. One and done. So one and done. Yep. So I I think he's going to so, stay I, I in just knowing him. Yep. Yeah. Same here. He's I don't right think he does there, either. but but re- plays that first year with this kid. One hundred percent. I think he's done. I think he's like, well, I did it. I got to play one year with with Bronny. I'm good. See ya. Unless he goes deep. Unless he goes deep and looks like he could possibly win a championship with him. 100%. Unless he thinks he can get a last dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, uh, well, that's it, man. I ain't got no more topics. You, uh, you got me a stat of the week here. Yeah, I thought you want here in a second. I just got a shout out to Michael Soroka real quick, the Braves pitcher who has been hurt, finally got to come back and is pitching against the Athletics. However, this is not a great homecoming, uh, because he has already pitched five innings and they have four runs off of him. So uh, Oakland right now is beating the Braves four to one at the top of the sixth. So it's uh it's good because hopefully he can warm back up to the major leagues because as we can see it's definitely a shift right and after talking to pitchers it is a shift to move no matter what. But mm-hmm. uh good on him for being better. Right, that's that's what we like to see. Maybe he'll do better. So now moving to my stat. Since we're talking NBA, I'm gonna keep it NBA. Zion Williams' career field goal percentage is 60.5%. Zion's games played is 114 out of 317, or 35.9%. So Zion is more likely to make a basket than to play in a game. Oh, my God. I didn't know it was that bad. I, I don't um, really know what to say. So I mean, I, to all those that's, to all those people that called him a bust when he would come in, I don't think you're wrong. How how can you argue any other way right now? It's a Especially Greg Odom now because when you come in there and you say Zion will play when Zion feels like Zion, 
Like what? What does that mean? That's what he says. What does that mean to feel like Zion to miss more games? Yeah, no, for real. I don't. You didn't know that he got well physically, and when when the Pelicans were like, trying yeah, to still because... play, he said, "I won't come play until I feel like Zion again." I do remember that. I yeah. said, "Boy, you could you could do Zion from the couch, you off the team." <laughs> well, the since we're on the like, NBA, Zion can go my... eat potato chips. <laughs> well, Zion can get big again. Since uh, since we're on the NBA and the Celtics are playing my Miami Heat, I will tell you that the Boston Celtics are the first team in NBA history to play Game 7 in both the conference semifinals and the conference finals in consecutive seasons. Hmm. That's wild, man. So, shows, I mean, I'll, uh... as of now, there are 3-0 in those. So... Well, well, I'll, I don't really uh, have I'm, too I'm gonna much. I'm going to do another one from this book oh, what you got? that I was given. I'm, I'm going to read it off. It's going to be multiple choice for you just to kind of bring you into it. Oh, why are you going to put me on this a spot like mass- that, man? Hey, it's okay. It's multiple choice. Which, this way everybody listening too, they can play at home too. Which was the first <laughs> official MLB mascot? Mr. Red, Philly fanatic. Mr. Met, or the Oriole bird? Hmm. I'm going to go Mr. Red. The answer was Mr. Met. Mr. Met, knew, the mascot I, of the New York Mets, one of them, is a baseball-headed Mets uniform wearing humanoid who debuted in 1964. Oh, wow. I would have said way back when. I, I figured it was one of the Mr. ones. I figured it had to be one mm-hmm. of them because, you know, back then they weren't too unique with the names. So it was just stuff no, like that, they, you know, yeah. so. That's why yeah. when I was like, so "Ain't away." Mr. Ones. Met, you, you got it. And the real Mets fans are probably going, "It's the New York Metropolitans," because that's what they say. They like to say the whole thing. <laughs> I like to say, "How does it look being a three hundred twenty million dollar team and still not on top?" Oh my god! <laughs> well, uh, well, Ray, Ray, I have uh, since you shouted out before the question here, just doing whatever you want to do. I. Uh, I have some shout outs. Um my my big shout out man is obviously Ben Dumb. Wanna give him a shout out and uh actually he uh he gave us some tickets. We went and watched uh we went and watched the Rome Braves play this Saturday. Me, my wife, my three kids, Ray Ray, his wife, and uh his good friend uh Matt. And not only did we get to watch the Rome Braves play, but we also got to catch up with Ben, and uh, Ben's got a little something to say. So we'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and run that real quick. The recording here of uh, you interviewing him, Ray Ray, and uh, then we'll come back to it. So here we are with Ben Dumb at the Rome Braves Stadium. Ben, it's good to catch up with you again. What do you have to say? Hey, go Braves! Tune into some late to work sports. Thank you, Ben. That means a lot to us. Go Braves! All right. There you go, man. There you go. You heard it. Hey, we, we, we're getting fancy with it now. We're getting hey. sidelined. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it. They're screaming, go Braves. I'm going to say, go Rome Braves. Um, but that, uh, That's fair for you to say right now. Hey, man. I'm a Rome's Brave fan. That's got to be your favorite minor league team. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. I mean, I live in Chattanooga with the Lookouts, and I'm, uh, I am I drive over an hour to go watch the Rome Braves. Much rather watch my boy Ben Dunn play. That's different when you know play. people playing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
hundred percent. Yep. So, but that's uh, that's my first shout out, man. My second shout out is uh, today. While we're recording, this is obviously Memorial Day. So, um, mm-hmm. I just want to take this chance, man, to uh, to say thank you to everybody that came before uh, me and uh, everybody that has gave the ultimate sacrifice for this country, whether it be on foreign shores or whether it be you know back uh, back on home soil. Um, hey, y'all are loved, y'all are missed, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm forever thankful for everything that every one of y'all gave to this country. So thank you so much. That's me. What you got, Ray? I can't follow that up. Sorry, I, I can't follow that one up. I mean, no, I mean, it, you, you took the words for the both of us on that one, you know, both as, as service members. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy day, especially, you know, the longer you do this, the more people you get to know. Unfortunately, the longer the list grows, right? Exactly. Yep. So this one's been a, this you, year's you been a rough year. You those in the past, but doesn't mean you can't thank those in the future that will also, you know, have that, that check cashed. We all signed a blank one. We just don't know when it's going to be cashed in. So mm-hmm. we're grateful for all of it. So, yeah, man. So, well, uh, well, Ray Ray, with that, man, I got nothing else this uh this evening you got yeah, anything i know man it's memorial day i was off today so you know i didn't have to worry about uh being late to work or anything so a little little off taste today or a little off uh brand well that's good man i'm glad you went late to work but uh yeah. since we've been doing the podcast i've been late to my my uh basketball game so uh with that man hey we're late to work sports <laughs> and we out see ya. <laughs>